How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Okay, welcome back to the show. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. Sunday, Miami will find out where they're playing a bowl game. Got any thoughts? Yeah, I have thoughts. How do you feel about El Paso? Pass is a nice place to go. I'd much rather be in New York. <laughs> Sun Bowl used to be one of those, you know, it used to be a great bowl game. It would be, if Miami goes there, it would be their third trip to El Paso. I'd much rather go to New York. I took a tour of the... Of I'd the, even like to go to Tampa. I think two, the, the first time we were there, I took a tour of the border, Juarez. I didn't go across the border. I just, we drove by the border, waved at Juarez. Yeah. Very nice people. At the Sun Bowl, wonderful people. Really know how to put on a bowl game. Can't find a nicer bunch. At any rate, bowl games would be it would be a nice stepping stone for a lot of these young players. Joining us right now, football director of player personnel Andy Vaughn. Andy, good evening. How are you tonight? Great guys. How about you? Very good. Thank you. Uh, First, congrats on the way the team finished the season. Uh, You won five the last six. Uh, the other one was right in the grasp there. But but what, what, what does it say about uh, the team that you put together, the players you put out there as you evaluated them? They showed a lot of mental toughness this year, didn't they not? Yeah, I think it just goes back to the culture that Coach Diaz and, and the staff has been able to, to build here, you know, to be able to be that resilient, to come back from a lot of setbacks to some older, more experienced players that we all expected to have some more impact this year and for those young guys to – to uh, step into the moment and continue to get better game after game, to, to not flinch and to to uh, to learn on the job, so to speak. I think that goes to the culture and it, it just goes to the um, type of players that we've been been uh, fortunate enough to bring into the program, the, the right kind of guys that, that fit the systems that we uh, were trying to run and, and fit the that culture that we just talked about. I think it just – all those things kind of came together and you, you saw the guys – um, the, those freshmen that, that came in and just um, continued to get better as the season went on. I mean, that's um, that's really uh, one of the most um, impressive things I think from this year. You know, it's all, not the overall record's not what we wanted it to be, obviously. But you know, I just think that the transformation of these young freshmen throughout the year has just been incredible, and I think they're just continuing to get better. And it's a great foundation now that they can go into the off season and go into next year and, and be ready to roll again. So. Andy, to kind of follow up on that, I, I don't know if I think back through my entire life of being around this game that I have ever seen a, a team have to revote for captains because of injury. And then you revote, and you actually, one of the captains are a freshman and Tyler Van Dyke. I mean, do, do people have any idea the transition that needed to take place? 
leadership-wise because of the injuries? You know, I know Coach Diaz has talked about it plenty, and, you know, I think people may not. I mean, obviously we came into this season with some guys on the roster uh, from their performance over the last couple of years and the great year that we had last year that uh, everybody expected to, to lead this team to do some special things. And, you know, for whatever reason, unfortunately with injuries and whatnot, those guys just weren't able to, to perform like they wanted to. And I think um, – there was a vacuum a little bit, and those freshman guys had to, to jump in and take over that role. But, again, I think it goes to, it speaks well of these young guys that have worked um, and, and put in the time and the effort. And those older guys spending time with them, again, we talked about that back in the spring, about the older guys working with the younger guys and, and embracing them and, and, and bringing them along and, and uh, showing them how to do things the right way. And, and I think those freshmen were just so eager and and willing to learn and, and to, to put in the work. And I think you saw that when we revoted for the captains and those players recognized, even the older guys, hey, these guys are special. They've been working. Um, they're going to put it out there just like the older guys would. And, you know, again, for a freshman quarterback that, that really hadn't seen any significant time to, to, to get that C on his chest, I think is a huge deal. And obviously Tyler has done a tremendous job of, uh, on the field and, and just as good off the field of trying to lead this team and, and get us back to where we want to go. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, Rookie of the Week again for about the ninth week in a row. I have a vote in the ACC. I voted him Rookie of the Year. I suspect it will not be the only vote he gets. If it is, then we might have to leapfrog out of the ACC. But uh, he should <laughs> he should win Rookie of the Year uh, inside the ACC. Andy, we've got two weeks, I guess it is, until the early signing day. What are some of the things you're trying to emphasize as you uh, as you guys organize this recruiting effort? Sure. I mean, I think we're just operating as usual. We're gonna, we've are gonna we identified the players that we think can help us um, all the way around, whether they're freshman guys, whether they're junior college transfers, and, and even in the transfer portal, we've identified guys that skill set-wise uh, we, we think fit with our system that can really help us on offense and defense. Um, and that have the the uh, the culture and the, and the things that that we think are important in a guy to be able to be successful at Miami. We've identified all those things, and now we're going out and try to to convince those guys to to make this their their home for the next three to four years and and come help us um, be even more special. And, and I think it's um, guys, it's really easy. I mean, you just turn on the TV this season and you see the freshman impact that we've had. You know, one of the best uh, freshman kickers in the country. Um, you know, we've had guys on, on the defense, on the offense, as freshmen making big impacts. And so I think it's really easy for these guys, you know, especially as high school seniors to see that on TV day in and day out and say, that could be me. You know, that could, I want to go play with those guys. They're going to be there when I get there. Um, it's just fun to watch these guys play together. And I think that excitement, I think those high school kids feel that and and see opportunity, um, here to do some special things. And so we're, we're just going out and trying to get those guys and, and just operating as, as normal and trying to make sure that they understand the, the special um, uh, values that we have in this program, whether it's on the field or off the field and, and in the classroom. I think there's so much opportunity here for those guys. It's an easy sell, as I've told you guys plenty of times, and we're just going out and making those rounds and, and uh, trying to get those kids to um, stay in the boat and, and bring some new guys in that we're still trying to work down to the wire. So. The other thing that Miami is now in the mix with is facilities, with the indoor practice facility, the lakeside dorm. Everything is has been caught up, and 
that's very impressive, especially when you're able to come into a city of this size with all the opportunities it's going to allow these young men, but to make sure that your facilities are on par. Miami has done that. Absolutely, yeah. The commitment by by the president and his staff and the fundraisers on campus and, and the things that, that we've been fortunate enough to have as far as donors in athletics to to get that indoor facility, the new office space, and you know, like you mentioned, it even the, the lakeside dorms is is second to none. You know, we we bring a kid on campus now. We, we we that's one of the first things we'll take him over to. I mean, it's an incredible facility. Um, it, it's just second to none now. It's it's what we need to do in the direction that we need to continue to go to to uh, put this place in a position to be successful. So it, it's been incredible the resources that we've been able to get over the last three years. So I think. Um... One of the observations I would also make is maybe I'm going to walk the plank on this one because you kind of, we kind of Miami got hurt by a little bit this year. But if you uh, kids want to play in exciting places, they know Hard Rock Stadium for a home field advantage will be an exciting place, especially when it's rolling in there. I think one of the things the SEC does and and Miami's got to, you know you got to recruit against those guys is talk about some of their venues. But if you look at your schedule, of course this year was Alabama. Uh, next year is uh, on the road to Texas A&M. I think Clemson's on the schedule, but um, Miami has built a schedule here that's going to be very tough in the future, whether it's at Texas A&M or at Notre Dame or at Florida. Those are all going to be significant games. And somewhere along the line, somewhere, sometime, one group of these players, they're going to break through and have a significant victory in one of those great spots. Yeah, I mean that's that's why you come to the University of Miami is to play in Hard Rock and to play in those those big games, and and I think that's obvious. You know, all the games that we've got on TV and the success we've had with Game Day and all the, all those kind of things, as far as um, from a publicity standpoint, I I think that's one of the reasons that guys choose to come here is because they want to play in those important and meaningful games that that matter and and uh, the excitement that goes around that. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a fun thing to be around. Explain to us now the rules of of players coming on campus. Can they come with their parents? Can they come with family members? I, you know, and what are, what are some of the parameters of the of the visit on campus? Well, there, there's two different things you can do. There's official visits, obviously, where we can um, we can pay for their their transportation expenses uh, for the for the recruit and two parents. Uh, we can pay for their lodging, their meals, and and all that while they're here for 48 hours. And then there's the unofficial visit, which which happens probably more frequently because the official visits, we only have so many of those per year. Um, but the unofficial visits, it, it's almost like an official visit. We can't pay for any of their expenses. They have to pay to get here to campus and anything that you know they eat or anything like that, they have to pay for. But uh, it's almost the same thing. I mean, they're going to do a lot of the similar things. They're going to see the facility, see campus. They're going to meet with people on campus in our academics office and our life skills office, they're going to meet with the coaches. So um, it's really, um, they're very similar in a lot of ways, Um, especially, you know, we've had a lot of success with getting kids down here because let's be honest, this is the destination place. You you want to be here. Um, It's a fun place to live, to go to school. So many guys that come here wind up uh, coming back here to live, to start a business or retire um, so it's a great place. I mean, it's all, people always want to have a re- reason to come to, to Miami. So it, it's been really um, easy to get guys down here with, uh, with that. So th- there's some rules to it. I know, I know uh, Joe Z has been studying up his rule book. So yeah. uh, there's, there's a couple of chapters in there about that, but I won't bore you with all that. But there's, uh, there's a lot of ways to get guys down here. So I'm on that rule book, Andy. <laughs> 
Got to make sure that, that, you know, want to see if Don can watch video, and the answer is no, he cannot. <laughs> um, There's a lot more no's in there than yes. I'm yeah, there are a lot of sure no's in there. Everybody thinks there are a lot of yeses. That's a very, very wise thing. Everybody thinks there are a lot of yeses. There are a lot of no's in there. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, your job, how maybe it gets complicated now. I can remember way back going into, I was at the Dolphins camp one day. Eddie Jones was the general manager. He walked in there, salary cap guy. He and Brian Wiedermeyer, they had all these, the roster of everybody all over the wall, the Dolphins roster, the, the entire league, because they had, to, they had to crunch the numbers on the salary cap. And so here we are now where you've got to recruit high school players. Um, not only do you have to be concerned with who is coming in, what needs you want to fill coming in, whether it's through high school or or transfer portal, but you also don't know the curveball. It's like NFL free agency. Who's going out? So how if you put your periscope up, how do you prepare for this? Because you're going to have to have guys coming in because some guys might want to go out. Yeah, I mean it, that's the that's the real thing that everybody's kind of learning learning this thing as as we go. You know, in the last five years, this part of the uh, business of college football has really just uh, leaps and bounds changed since I've been in the business for what sixteen years now. It's just it's totally different. It it is. I think you have to look at it more as uh, you say NFL model, and people you know don't like that, but it it really if you look at it, that's the best way to explain it. You know, the, the high school kids that we're going to recruit, you have to look at that as more of like the draft. Um, you have to look at the transfer portal. Obviously, the transfer portal in the past couple of years has really been a way that teams go find impact players. You know, and I think Miami's done a tremendous job of that. You look at the De'Ara Kings, the Quincy Rochers, uh, KJ Osborne, Charleston Rambo. I mean, geez, the things that he's Jaylen done this Phillips, year. Yeah, yeah Jalen Phillips. You know, I think if you look at that, it's been an impact thing, and I think it's going to continue to. You're going to go in there and try to find guys that can make an immediate impact and just make your team better. Um, regardless of what position they play. Uh, but with the one-time transfer, you're exactly right. It's a lot like free agency. I mean, there's guys on your team that, that you think are going to move on because they're unhappy or they want a different role. There's going to be guys that you don't expect that you're going to have to try to replace. And, you know, I think that middle of your roster is now where the transfer portal really comes into play a lot more than just finding an impact players. You have to really be aware of, of what your needs are uh, at each position. Uh, really be in tune in your roster with who who may leave and and uh, who's going to come back and and be ready to, to to know what's out there. And if you guys have seen the news today, I mean, there's been so many guys that yep. have jumped in the portal now, and it's just like the free agency market is hit. And you have to really have a good read on who's out there, what they're able to do, how they fit w- with what you you do on the field, how you know what potential. Um, reasons they may be leaving sometimes they're they're positive reasons they just need a change or or they just want a bigger role and you just have to be aware of those things and do your homework and and so i really think that's the 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 ways that people are going to have to go forward and it's really going to be more of an nfl model from from that respect as far as the transfer portal and and, uh you know the traditional high school recruiting you know i want to uh, uh bring this up to you for a second as you were mentioning the names of the guys that have come to the university of miami it you know, sometimes something gets put out there, uh, a criticism of a school, and, and it catches legs and keeps on going. And some will look at whether it's a Miami program or somebody else, and they'll always jump in on, oh, they got to develop players. you got to develop players. And you just mentioned the names. 
K.J. Osborne, Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, Tyreek Stevenson, Charleston Rambo. Those guys all came here for a reason. There, there was something about their game or where they were that was flawed. And I'm not going to point to each individual guy, uh, but each guy that came here got better. There's not one guy in that tra- that you mentioned that came in the transfer portal that didn't get better. Rambo caught more passes this year in one year than he caught in, in four years at Oklahoma. K.J. Osborne had a career year here. Jalen Phillips became a first-round draft choice here. And Quincy Roche is playing in the NFL partly because of what he accomplished here. That says something about what you guys are doing there, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still development. I think you just have to change your perception of what that what that word means. I mean, you players are constantly developing. You know, look at high school guys that come into college – college guys between their freshman year and you saw it this year between the beginning of their freshman year and the end of their freshman year and then you have older guys that maybe they just haven't had enough at bats enough snaps uh to really get better and they just need a place where they can flourish i mean you look at the impact players across the country that have come out of the transfer portal it's not always a negative thing guys are constantly developing in different phases of their career and i, and I think we we always just say oh you you, you don't really develop if you don't start guys off as high school guys there's a great place for that we're we're still all in on high school guys and bringing those guys into the program uh develop them seeing what what they can be over over three to four years they're very important in the program but so are guys that come in and fill a role for us um that continue to get better like you said i mean rambo's career where he was before what he's been able to do this year Jalen Phillips did some great things, but the career he had at Miami, you look at Quincy Roche, he had done all he could do at, at his last school, and he comes into this conference and makes a name for himself on national TV and, and turns that into to what he's been able to do on Sundays. So I, I think you just have to change your perception of what that word development means for a program and what it means in college football today. This is, you know, 2021 college football is different than, than you know, five years ago and, you know, 2015 and 2010 and, it's just continued to get different, and I think it's just the evolution of this game and, and how college football is going to go. And it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, we're, um, these kids come in and, and are able to help better their careers. They help the university and the program in the same, at the same time. So I think it's a win-win, and we've been lucky on that. And, and guys, look, the numbers are, are the numbers. You know, over the last four cycles, I think we've gotten a total of 14 guys out of the transfer portal. Uh, I'd say the success rate on those guys is really high. Yeah. Um, so it's just a part of our program that, that in college football going forward in general that, that we just have to continue to explore. We'll just try to use it to put the best team on the field on Saturdays that, that we can put on the field. So, Andy, thank you. You're always great. We appreciate it. We look forward to talking with you uh, on the practice field here before the bowl game. Uh, congrats on the finish, and uh, best of luck here uh, on the recruiting trail. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, guys. Love talking to you. Talk All to you right. soon. All right, that's uh, Andy Vaughn, uh, Director of Player Personnel. He's got a hell of a background. Nebraska, oh, yeah. Arizona State. Yeah, he's on NFL top of his stuff. game. Huh? He's on top of his game. He's got a good eye and a good, uh, very good background. Fun to talk to uh, about personnel. We're going to take a break. Um, then we'll come back and talk about some other things, which I had on my mind. And all of a sudden, I forgot what I was going to tell you. Well, just remind me to talk to you about the Miami Lake Sports Hall of Fame and Coach Schnellenberger, uh, okay. if you would. I'll do that. Uh, find out. We will find out where the bowl game is on Sunday. Oh, I was going to pick up on that development thing real fast. 
I hear that stuff about, oh, they don't develop players. Well, how do you explain Rambo? How do you explain? Remember the kid Adrian Colbert that came in? Oh, hold on. How do you explain that? How do you explain? How do you explain Zion Nelson? Right. You you remember what he looked like? He's two hundred thirty pounds when he got here. He's three. He's three and a quarter. I mean, or sorry, he's three hundred. I mean, he's gained seventy pounds. One of the guys that went into portals today. I hope he either ends up at Miami or please go someplace outside the ACC. I know who it is. And please don't go to Texas A and M. The Georgia Tech running Georgia back. Georgia Tech running back, Gibbs. <laughs> we could use him. Miami could use him. Imagine him with Cheney and uh, Knighton. Yeah, Miami could use Gibbs. Oh, yeah. But listen, Jameer, if you're not going to come to Miami, please get God, out of the conference. Get out of the conference and don't go to Texas A&M. That's right. We'll come back right after this. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.